Sports 56 Happy Hour with Johnny Radio. This hour is brought to you by Scooters Plus on Summer Avenue. Now, here's your host, Johnny Radio himself, John Harden. Welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Brian Dake is hanging out with me all day long, all day strong. It is a thirsty Thursday. That means the best part of waking up is Tito's in your cup. I love Thirsty Thursdays. That means we got Isaac Simpson today, 1130. Going to talk about that Grizz Nash. You know what I'm saying? By the way, I just, you know, I don't like to do this. Well, actually, I do. I told you so. I told you so. What did I say, man? Pelicans are going to take care of business, right? You did. What did the Pelicans do? They won the game. They took care of business. They cashed that check. They made you feel really, really good. In the fact that, uh, you know, they lost. Now, Desmond Bain, what did I say, Desmond Bain? Only true scoring option that the Grizzlies had. What did he do? He went out there and dropped 31 all over their face. But, man, it was C.J. McCollum. It was the rest of that group. Grizzlies, um, I mean, they just don't have the juice right now. Jaron Jackson Jr., I thought was, hmm, let's say, very pedestrian. Like, if he's going to be the third wheel in a cog, he's definitely going to be the cog. Um, didn't look all that great to me. Um, how many blocks did he have? Five. Five. Five blocks. Well, man, can you do me a favor and make one damn three-pointer? Or stop shooting him. You know he has the brokenest, ugliest shot I've ever seen outside of yours, Dacus. You've never seen my shot. Uh, I've seen you shoot your shot, and it's, it's terrible. No, you haven't. Uh, I don't know. I heard you on the phone one time talking to your girlfriend, and it was just I felt so sad for you. I, I don't think that's true, John. Melinda Gates. That's she, Her name is Melinda. That is true. Or it's Melinda Dacus? That's right. Really? No. Are y'all getting married? No, John. How long have y'all been together? John, I thought we were talking about the Grizzlies. <laughs> I'm just kind of curious, though. How long have y'all been together? Uh, it'll be six years in next month. Dude, you know that y'all have been together longer than my first marriage lasted? How about that, John? Wow. I mean, I'm serious. That's, that's More times bro. around the sun. How about that? I will say, though, I don't know. Johnny's telling me congratulations. I, I don't to, want you congratulations. I went on a honeymoon, at least. And I want to tell you something. Honeymoons rock. They're a I, lot of fun. I've heard. But um, that's, only the, that's the only fun part about the marriage whole situation. But, yeah, Grizzlies, man, they just don't have enough right now. Xavier Tillman went out there. He grabbed 12 boards. He had 17 points. He put his best foot forward. By the way, did you know that he shot five threes? I did. Did Do you want him shooting that many? No, John. They, they got into a real bad habit last night of, of trying to ch- chase the Pelicans because the Pelicans were making so many threes, and everybody on the team was shooting threes, and yeah. it was very frustrating to watch. And that second quarter, I'm sure, uh, when the Grizzlies went into the locker room, made them a little bit nervous because, like you said, uh, they were stroking. And, and, if, and if an NBA team shoots over 40% from downtown and takes a reasonable amount of three-pointers, you're probably going to be in trouble. I do have to go give a little bit of credit, though, because I thought the Grizzlies were going to get out-rebounded by a million. 
They were only out-rebounded by 15. What was the exact number that I said yesterday the Grizzlies will be out-rebounded by? John, I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. How would I it remember It was 15, how many? man. I Is don't it know really? if you know this. Wow. Yes. I said they will get, get out-rebounded by 15. They're going to lose the damn game. Yachty, yachty, and yachty. And guess what? It happened, man. 104, 111. Now the thing is the Grizzlies got to get off the mat because it doesn't get any easier for them. And it's not like you got a bunch of people who are going to come out there and try to help you. Grizzlies play the defending champs tomorrow night. So, uh, yeah. Um, are you feeling like an 0-2 start? You know, John, I just take it one day at a time. One one foot in front of the other and uh, and we'll, we'll, are we'll you fake it until we make it. Uh, no. No, is that so one, one of their, day, is that yeah, one one of their day slogans? At a time. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that? No, Bill I'm, W. I'm Dr. Clean. Bob, you read a lot. I do read a lot, John. Go ahead and read, read uh, Bill W. and Dr. Bob's little book. It's pretty interesting. What's it about? It's about alcoholism. Oh. I usually like to read books about, like, uh, crime and murder. Fiction books, not... Yeah. A crime and murder? Well, like, I like mystery, like, fiction books, you know? Kind of like um, Dr. Seuss? <laughs> no, no, not like Dr. Seuss, John. Wait, didn't he Cat a doc- in the hat? No, 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 no not, that, not Dr. Seuss. Never mind. It doesn't even matter because I can't. Green eggs think. and ham. I like green eggs and ham. Mm. I think that's a, that's a great book. But um, yeah, the Grizzlies aren't very good right now, and we're we're a little bit sad for the whole situation. Isaac Simpson, eleven thirty. We're going to talk a whole lot about the Grizzlies. We also got to bring back, you know, the Tigers are getting ready to kick things off here, uh, not too long from now. So we'll- Sunday, first exhibition game. Yeah, are you um are you excited about the exhibitions? Sure. Really? I want to see what these what, what what the guys look like together. Oh. I mean, we haven't seen any of these players with a tiger uniform on except for like two of them, so. Well, I mean, Malcolm, you've seen him many times, he's just usually injured. That's right. So I said two of them. Yeah. That'd be Malcolm and Jaden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jaden Hardaway has been here it feels like forever. Yeah, John, I was actually looking um he was in uh Penny's first class. Uh, along with Alo and Tyler Harris, Antoine Jones, who's still playing basketball. He's at UCF now, uh, still playing. He'll play this year. Uh, who else was in that class? My buddy Ryan Boyce was a walk-on that year. Um, there was another guy. David Winget was also in that class. So that was that was Penny's first class Jaden was a part of. Nice. Look at you, man. It's like you cover the Tigers or something. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I'm something like a pimp. Something like a pimp. Yeah, you are. Now, Buccaneers and the Bills play tonight. Did you know that? Sure do. But they play on the Prime Video. And I will tell you one thing. I love the NFL, but there's nothing I can't stand more than watching NFL football on a streaming service. Because when they go to commercial breaks, guess what? You can't just easily go back and forth between channels. Nope. It is not easy to navigate. And I'm kind of curious. Why is it when all you children, all you young people do is like uh, get on things quickly, you do your little Facebooks and chit chats or whatever they're called snapchats there you go nailed it y'all do y'all's little things and and it's all instantaneous right bam 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 bam. how the hell do young people watch that's why they don't watch the nfl because they put it on prime video because y'all ain't got the time to sit there through a commercial Mm. well what i do usually is i'll have uh i'll usually put prime on my computer um or my ipad yeah that's a good point and then i'll i'll have something else i'll have another game on television Usually, I like that. Or like I'll that. go the other way, and I'll have it on on TV, and then I'll have other games on my computer, and I'll just play on my computer while it's on commercial. Well, the Bills are a nine and a half point favorite tonight. They are on the prime. It's forty three and a half is the total. They're playing the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield. Well, let's just say Baker Mayfield. Hmm, let's see, Baker Mayfield. He realized that he was Cinderella. 
The shoe fit. The shoe, no, 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 no. Like, d- doesn't the slipper fall off and then she turns back into a little pompous, I mean, a little popper and, like, starts cleaning houses and stuff? I don't know. You've never read Cinderella? No. Oh, damn, son. Uh, uh, Johnny said that's not Cinderella. Who is it, then? It is Cinderella, isn't it? I don't know, man. Maybe it's Beauty it? and the Beast. You know what? No, Snow White was Snow she was, White was with a bunch of dwarves, bro. And I don't even Come know if we're allowed man. to say dwarves anywhere. But Snow White like little people. All right. Like she had a little fetish. John, okay, John. All right, John. Back to the NFL game um, on Prime Video I'm just tonight. Just telling you, it's the truth. The slipper fit for a second for uh, for Baker. It's not fitting anymore. Well, it's not fitting anymore. And yes, he he replaced Tom Brady, the goat, and all that great stuff. And things started off really well. They got a big dub very first weekend of the year when they were playing the Vikings. They beat the Bears, and then people realized, well, they beat the Vikings and the Bears. And it wasn't fair because they played the Eagles after that, and everybody's like, oh, the Eagles are the greatest thing since sliced bread. Of course they lost. Then they beat the Saints. Well, now they've kind of come back down to earth. They lost the Lions. And last week when they played the Falcons, Baker Mayfield was terrible. He was awful. And, I mean, he threw he dropped back, I think, 45-some-odd times to throw a pass, completed like – 25 of them was terrible through an interception. The offense couldn't go in. And I know Atlanta's defense, and I talked about it with Russell Copen like yesterday. They are much improved. And I'm talking about they are they're just a lot better this year. But Bateman, but Baker Mayfield to go out there and play like Desmond Ritter and get a loss, that just doesn't sit, you know, that just doesn't sit right with me. Now yeah. Josh Allen's been a turnover machine, has he not? Yeah, he sure has. 93 turnovers since he's come into the league. Did you know that? I, I didn't know that exact number. That's that's incredible. Well, you don't listen to the show because Russell Copeland gave you that nugget yesterday. Well, John, again, I was teaching. We have a new guy here, and I'm uh, trying to get him ready to do his job. I don't know if you know this, man. I never sat around when I had to come to work back in the day when I was teaching. I was like, I don't know if you know, but um, I don't have a show prepared for you because I was teaching all damn morning. I wasn't doing the show, though. It's your show, John. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> It's a damn good point, actually. Sometimes you have good ones. Thank you. But the NFL is back tonight, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm fired up because uh, I think the Buffalo Bills minus nine and a half sounds like a lunacy number. In the National Football League, if you take uh, double-digit points, you usually win a lot of games, don't you? Oh, yeah. You do. You really, really do. But I'm telling you with everything I have in my heart and my soul, it's telling me that the Buffalo Bills are going to come out tonight and absolutely beat the brakes off of them. And nobody's going to have to watch the second half. Thank God, because it's on Prime Video. So that's going to help a lot of people out. We also have a little bit of college football tonight. Syracuse is playing Virginia Tech. The Hokies. (sighs) This was (laughs) the Hokies. Virginia Tech, I mean – Going to Blacksburg, Virginia, it ain't like Frank Beamer's walking out that door. You know what I mean? That's a good point. But Neither it's, is Justin Fuente. Uh, yeah, that's true. Neither is Justin. Old Coach Fu. But Virginia Tech, man, ever since they switched quarterbacks, do you know how many games they've lost? I don't know, actually. They I, haven't. I've been keeping – oh, really? Yeah, Virginia Tech is playing wow. so much better that it's not even funny. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is – this is you know, I like to gamble, I guess. But Virginia Tech right now, minus yes. three, I think is a is, – I mean, there's nothing that's a lock, but it feels really, really good. I like it. Their quarterback is playing. And do you know that Syracuse in their last three games has lost by an average of 37 to 8 points? Really? 
Yeah, Syracuse is terrible. Who have they played their roster games? Now they did play that Florida State team in there. In and fact, they played they, North Carolina in there. Yeah, North Carolina just lost to Virginia, so it's embarrassing. They beat. They, I know they played Clemson too. Here sure. we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. They lost thirty-one to fourteen to Clemson, forty to seven to North Carolina, wow. and forty-one to three to Florida State. Wow, murderers row there, kind of. Uh, yeah, you know, for the ACC, I guess. Right. I mean, this ain't like playing in right now the pack. No, not at all. But I, I mean, mean, which for, is crazy to say. Oh, look at the pack; right. it's so difficult. But you're not playing uh, Boston College, Virginia, and and Pitt. You know. Well, they do have Pitt and Boston College left on their schedule, and Georgia Tech. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm looking at. Their oh, schedule, you're looking. Right? At, <laughs> that's why like, those three teams came to mind. I was mind. like, they got all them people left, man, <laughs> yeah. and they got the uh, the claw fence. They got to play Wake Forest at the end of the year. I just, I'm telling you right now, that just to me. It looks very easy, and I think it's really going to be that easy because a lot of people are not going to be paying tons of attention tonight to college football when you have the National Football League on. Syracuse and Virginia Tech doesn't do it unless it's a basketball game. Virginia Tech tonight, minus the three, I think is a simple cover. Georgia State and Georgia Southern. Do you watch Sunbelt football? Uh, two good teams, John. I have no idea anything about these two teams. I have not watched them one uh, time this year. Davis Brin, the quarterback for uh, for Georgia Southern, he was at uh, he was at Tulsa last year. Last trip to Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? I'm guessing it's song. It's a Neil Young song. Okay. Um, but yeah, Brin. I know this. I know one thing about him. Do you know what he does? Uh. Throws interceptions. Yes. Holy cow, John. No, he wow. Is a tur- dude, I talk about Josh Allen turning over the damn football. Nobody like Brent. That dude is just like, he's like looking at the other team and he's like daring them to catch the ball. He's like, how hey, you play cornerback uh, and you play safety. Let's see if you can catch. And he throws it right to him. Now, they don't catch it every time because he only have a, has 11 interceptions. By the way, they've only played, what, six games, seven games? Uh, seven games, yeah. Seven games and Mahomes got 11 interceptions. Whew. Sounds sounds really, really, really bad. And then the big one tomorrow night. You know that Charlotte and Florida Atlantic play? Oh, man, I love Charlotte. Dude, I love FAU minus the four tomorrow on the road. I ain't taking no home dog on a Friday night. Charlotte's Mm. terrible. Mm, John, their defense is good. Their offense can't score. That's right. I don't know if you know this, but um, points. No, I I believe it. Put it on the board. I I, I don't know about that one. I can't bet against Charlotte. Either I'm, I'm betting Charlotte or I'm not playing the game. I love Charlotte. What is Charlotte's mascot? The 49ers. Oh, good job. I didn't think you would know that. John, I've watched every single Charlotte game this year from start to finish. I think I'm the only one. I, I've watched more Charlotte football this year, John, than probably most Charlotte alums. So have you been betting on them? Sometimes. I know they covered against Florida. They, uh, John, they started the year against FBS opponents. They were like four and one against the spread to start the year because the, the the spreads were just massive. I mean, they played Maryland, they played Florida, they played one other team that they covered against. I know they played uh, SMU. They, they played against. Navy. Uh, they didn't cover against Navy, uh, but that game ended like seven to nothing or something like that. The game was was crazy, um, and then they just beat East Carolina on the road. And the Pirates awesome. and the Pirates are terrible. That team yeah, is so were. bad. You know who? Uh, you know Memphis plays them on November eleventh. Who Charlotte? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's in Charlotte. I really wanted to go, but it's like a nine hour drive. Charlotte's nine hours, eight or something like that. I don't know. It's far too far. It's like worse than driving to Florida. Exactly. By the way, I don't know if you know this, man. I love planes. I've never been on one. 
I was on one when I was like really little, but I I, I, I haven't been on one in like the like since I can remember. I've never been on a plane. Are you joking? I'm not joking. How do you get around? I either drive or I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't so, go on many vacations. So. so have you left the country? No, never. Never. Really? I think the furthest I've been from here. So you never backpack Europe? Oklahoma. Did the hostile things? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Hung out with ladies that didn't speak good English? Uh, no. No, can't say I have. It's an experience that you should try. Sounds like it. Sounds, How old are you? Sounds like 23. I'll give you a month off. Have I missed my prime? But you take me. No, no, no. I went. The first time I went when I was 18. Hmm. Last time I went, I was like 27. Oh, good. So I'm still in that range. How about that? Yeah, man. But I had like four little, sh- you know, little little, little, what? little excursions. No, oh, I see. Four little excursions. <laughs> I didn't say a bad word. You looked at me like I said a bad word. Because you go, I had four little, sh- and then you stop. Well, because I was, like, was going to say, I was going to say something that I can't say on the radio. Exactly, <laughs> and I knew that's where it was going. So I decided that I should not do that. But we also have a uh, baseball starting tomorrow. Like today is kind of chill, man. We got Buccaneers and Bills. It's very chill day. Grizzlies lost. Mm. Everybody's a little sad, mm-hmm. except for the people who listen to me. Because well, yeah. you know what they're doing? They're at, right now at the Gold you Club. Know, John, they're very, dropping dollar bills very all over hard, uh, hard situation there because you're, uh, you're, if you're a Grizzlies fan and you listen to you, I mean, how do you feel? You made money, but your team loses. I mean, are you happy? Are you sad? Are you a little Facts bit of both? Facts over feelings, huh. bro. That's the world that huh. we live in. Facts over feelings. Interesting. Like, I don't give a damn about your feelings, but what? I'd give a damn about some facts. Huh. Interesting. See, I have a rule. I can't bet on teams I, I like. Like, I won't bet on the Tigers. I won't bet on the Grizzlies. I feel like I know more about the Grizzlies bet. and the Tigers. That's why I bet against them more than I do probably anybody else. Yeah, but else. then you're just in a weird situation, man, because, like, you want to cheer for your team, but then you're like, oh, I want some money. No, it's, it's kind of like last night before I went into the Lucas Nelson. How was that? Was it a good concert? Good man, show? Man, I'm going to tell you something, man. Homie can tear it up. I, I didn't, didn't even, even know. I didn't even know Willie Nelson had a son that was performing. Dude, he not only plays the guitar, he not only sings better than Willie. He's got the lyrical thing situation going on, of course, because he's got you know a dad who can write anything. Is he like Willie? I mean, like, is his, is his style? Similar he sings to Willie? a lot different. No, no, okay. it's, it's very different. Interesting. Um, but he also played like the the piano and the organ. Like he tore some. Oh wow, very talented guy. Like homie tore it up last wow. night. Interesting. And where tore where was this? Minglewood. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, a little Minglewood action, a little Midtown action. Nice. It was nice. fun. It was like nice. That. But before I went in there, I was watching yeah. the Grizzlies at the Salty Crab or Saltwater Crab or whatever. By the way, can I tell you something, man? Sushi on Madison, for real? I don't eat sushi, John. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm. What else do you not eat? A lot of things. Green you eat peanut things. butter and jelly. You eat PBJs. I do eat PB&Js, yeah. I don't know if you know this, man. Your diet, you ain't going to be skinny long. You know that, right? John, I'm already not skinny. Um, John, I'm, I'm on a diet where I'm going to die at like 45. I mean, I'm... Elvis is my idol. I'm on his lifestyle path right now. I mean, a fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. Mm. Have you ever had one of those? And by the way, how do you fry a banana? Well, well you don't. You fry the... You fry what? You, the bread and, and the peanut butter. And you. Wait, who puts be- bread in a fryer? It, it's hard to explain, John. It's just... I mean, it's basically like toasted. It's, you know, it's almost like grilled cheese, but like with peanut butter and bananas on it. Sounds fascinating. Diamondbacks Rangers tomorrow, NFL action tonight. We got a little bit of college football. We got a lot of things to talk about. Today's Thursday, so we're going to be drinking a little bit of Tito's and talking with Evie Van Pelt at 12 o'clock. Uh, Ole Miss, big, big week. I don't know if you know this. Ole Miss might not be the best team in the country, 
but they have never lost a party. Never. I believe it. And you know the only place – I think you know, Ole Miss has the best-looking women on planet Earth. Down in Oxford, let me just tell you something. You can close your eyes, drink a whole lot of drinks, spin around, and then all you have to do is open your eyes and there's going to be 50 gorgeous women down there. But do you know what I found out? Do you know – Party game. Do you know what um, Columbia, Missouri? Yeah. Have you ever been there? No. Do you know it's like eight to one women to men ratio? Wow. They have the largest modeling school in the country. Do they really? Let me just tell you something, Eli. If you put me on your staff, I guarantee you'd have all the Jimmys and all the Joes because they have all the. Yep, gotcha. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. And I don't know if you know this, but 18 to 22 year old dudes, they love, love them ladies. So, Eli, you might be having a good year, but you can do better. Eight to one. Interesting. So, so like, that's your pitch it. to Eli. Drinkler. You are so, by the way, not attractive. You would come home with like a six. You would be, you would be just like you're talking, Travis. You talking to Johnny? That's disrespectful, Johnny. No, 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 say no, no, that no, about I'm Johnny. About you. I'm just that's saying crazy. you would just be like Travis Kelsey. You know how Travis Kelsey he scores six and he dates Taylor Swift, who's a solid six. Mm. Telling you right now, you go up to Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, man. You you actually would score six. I'm good. I already, I already got a 10, so I'm good. You got a 10 who? Melinda. Damn it, man. I forgot you had a girlfriend. <laughs> but she don't listen to this show, right? No, no. Yeah, she not at all. Sports. Has she ever heard me at all? Uh, I'm sure at some point, yeah. John, why are we talking about me? We're talking too much about me today. I don't like this. You're asking me too many questions. I don't like this. Well, it's because... Talk about the, talk about the NFL game or something. Stop talking about me. I'm going to tell you a little something, though, man. Like, every once in a while when you need to escape, like, let's just say you got to get out of a situation. It's nice to hop on an ATV or maybe a side-by-side. Or have you ever gotten a golf cart and you just took off and said, I ain't coming back? Well, these things help you in life, and you can get one at 3425 Summer Avenue. Go to Scooters Plus... The price is always right at Scooters Plus, and right now it's ridiculous because guess what? They got an inventory reduction sale going on right this minute. So you get over there, bing, bang, boom, all you're going to see is sale, 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 sale. So go over there and buy your something. By the way, why don't you be the coolest parent on planet Earth? You know, um, I don't know if you know this, but right after Halloween, what do you get prepared for? Christmas, man. Christmas, Christmas, right. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. I've already seen Christmas uh, commercials on, on television. I have not. Really? I have not. But Christmas is on the way. And they have financing options available for you at Scooters Plus. But they have a layaway. You put 25% down. You pay on it. Bing, bang, boom. And then when Santa Claus gets in his sleigh and Rudolph is leading that bad boy, he'll stop by Scooters Plus. He'll pick up that ATV. He'll pick up that dirt bike. He'll pick up that e-bike. And he'll make sure he puts it down the chimney so when your kid wakes up on Christmas Day, he's just got that smile from ear to ear or that gal from ear to ear. So Scooters Plus, go to scootersplus.us. They're 9 to 6, their showroom, largest showroom on planet Earth, open Monday through Saturday. Check them out, 3425 Summer Avenue. Isaac Simpson, it's time to actually get deep in some sports. We got Grizzlies and Tigers news on the other side, Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Be sure to follow us at Sports56WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us 
at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour with Johnny Radio. This hour is brought to you by Scooters Plus on Summer Avenue. Here once again is Johnny Radio. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke, he's so mad, but he won't give up daddies. He know he won't have it. He knows his whole back to these ropes. It don't matter. He's dope. He knows that, but he's broke. He's so sad that he knows when he goes back to this mobile home. That's when it's back to the lab again, yo. This old rap. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. I got Brian Dacus hanging out with me. Johnny Hills in the hizzy. And man, we've been busy, man. Grizzlies opened up their season last night. Uh, Isaac Simpson, I hope he listened to me yesterday. I really don't know if he did. But I'm about to find out because Isaac is with us right now. Isaac, how are you doing today, buddy? Man, what's going on, John? I'm doing all right. How are you? Oh, I am absolutely blessed. It's a thirsty Thursday, the best part of waking up. I had Tito's in my cup, so um, everything's <laughs> feeling great. Grizzlies lost, which was good for me because I threw a lot of money down on the Pelicans because I felt like that was the lock of the year. I even said they'd get out-rebounded by at least 15. They got out-rebounded by 15. Um, right now, Grizzlies down, already down 0-1. They got the Nuggets coming up on Friday night. They are definitely undermanned. They're going to struggle to rebound. Desmond Baines, their only, only real, real scoring threat right now out there. Look, Derrick Rose played good and everything. But how do Grizzlies fan right now, if you're looking at the beginning of the season, you've lost Steven Adams, you don't have Ja, how do they get things going in the right direction? Matt, it, it, it's tough. Um, I mean, I don't think last night is, is real difficult to explain. Man, They're just undersized and undermanned right now. Uh, and I think they need to go out and get somebody. I mean, it's as simple as that. And I've kind of talked about that throughout the week that I felt like if you kind of look at this front office's MO and kind of how they handle things, they don't make quick decisions like that. Like they're, they're kind of a wait and evaluate and then react type of front office. And I kind of said that they, they could open up a roster spot after the first five games, uh, with the job. They could put job on the suspended list. And that, that opens up an exemption for a roster spot. And what I feel like they're going to do, even after last night, uh, and, I, and I feel like it's even glaring that they need to go get somebody legitimate, I think they're just going to go pick up a body, like somebody like a street free agent, somebody like Bizback Biombo uh, is a name that's out there, somebody like that, that that can come in and help a little bit, but it's not going to solve the problem. I think eventually at some point this season they're going to make a trade to go out and get somebody – more significant, but I don't think they do that right now, and and, and, I, and I think this is going to be it's going to be a struggle. Um, you can't ask Desmond Bain to do any more than he's doing. I mean, he it was everything that we no thought he'd be last night. He's going to be an All Star this year. I don't have any question about that. I've been saying that all summer, and he he could have scored fifty last night, man. You, oh, what about those bunnies he missed? I mean, still had thirty one points, and he missed some easy ones, man. He could have had forty to fifty points last night. Uh, shout out to X. I mean, seventeen and twelve. I've had a couple blocks as well, but I mean, he can't, he's not going to grow. I mean, he, he did everything he could do and he always answers the call anytime you put him in there, but he's still 6'8". You can't make him 6'11", 7 foot. And with Jaron, awesome on the defensive end, but in the situation that they're in right now, you've got to have more than eight points from him offense. It's just not, not they're not going to be able to win basketball games with Jaron scoring eight points. There's need some help out there and he's the guy, he's the all-star. 
they had to put him in a better position to, to score. I think last night they kind of completely went away from the inside game, which there are reasons for that because they don't have a size. Uh, I think they were kind of scared to go in there. I think the game plan was kind of to come come out there and bum the way for three. But they got to find a way to, to get to get inside at some point. I mean, they're not they're not going to beat game team shooting fifty threes per night. That's just not the way their personnel is set up. And it, especially when you got Luke Kennard who's struggling now, that's another question that he's probably going to be out for the next few games. It, it's just it's just not good, man. With the Denver Nuggets coming in on Friday, man, it's. It's a tough spot they're in right now. I mean, they played a on. They only played nine people yesterday. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's the first game of the year, and and you're only playing nine guys, and some of the dudes are getting big minutes. Like you said, Luke was out there, but he was zero for five from the three point line. Jackson was zero for five from the three point line. Um, I mean, Tillman, why is he shooting five three pointers? Uh, he was one for five. At least he could, he's better than Jaron Jackson Jr. It just felt like. Um, it just seems like when you look at this team, in in, in the Grizzlies again, two years in a row, second place. You know, Jaws doing his thing, Stephen Adams doing his thing, um, Desmond Bain growing. Right now, I mean, you just can't put all this on his back. And I don't think Jaron Jackson Jr. And this is the thing I want to get to is we talked about in the off season, especially when everything started out at first in the FIBA and everything was going great, and he was playing the five with Steve Kerr and. We're like, oh, man, Jaron Jackson Jr. is taking that next step. Well, if he keeps taking a bunch of three-pointers with that broken-ass shot, it's not going to get any better, is it? Man, I mean, that that that's – I mean, he can he, – you want him to shoot the threes because he can make that shot, but – Man, he I'm might make it. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I think it's an ugly shot. I don't want him shooting that shot. I, I don't. Tell me why I'm wrong. I mean, we, we, Jaron can knock down three. I mean, that, that – you don't want him to shoot maybe as many as he shot last night. Like, if it's not going, he should always be inside out, in my opinion, instead of outside in. Like, mm-hmm. I think you you can pretty much tell what kind of offensive game Jaron's going to have immediately. If he comes out and he's standing around the perimeter, he's shooting threes, that's not a good sign. As soon as that happened last night, I was like, this is probably not going to be an offensive night for him. And I think last night, I think a lot of that by design, and honestly, I think, with the, the the way that they're the situation they're in right now, that's one of the only ways they can win. They're, they're going to have to make shots, perimeter shots, because they're they're gonna gonna they ain't going to out rebound you. You're right. They're no, not going to out rebound you right now, and they're definitely going to do like you said. They're going to have to hit some threes from outside. I mean, but the Pelicans, like you said, though, you got JV and Zion down there. He just didn't yeah. want to get down in that paint. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that was the game plan going in. I saw a lot of fans complaining about why they shooting so many threes, and I get it. I think they had shot 20 to 28 at halftime. I, I get it that, that you don't want to see them taking threes, but they weren't going to have a lot of success inside. I mean, the New Orleans was playing a zone. They did a great job of, of clogging the lanes up, the driving lanes. There just wasn't much in there. Um, and, and I think that was the game plan going in that, okay, we're not going to be able to score inside against that front court. We're not going to get second chance opportunities to offer the rebound. The way we can offset that is especially going up against a team that's not known for shooting threes in the Pelicans, even though they shot them well last night. It's well, not they shoot them like 50%. Threes. They were stroking yeah, last man, night. Yeah, certified Grizz killer. Like, hang his jersey in the Raptors and they form for Grizz killer, man. He, over the years, going back to Portland, he's just always killed the Grizzlies, man. I don't know what, what he sees when he walks inside that FedEx form, but he's always been a, been, a, been a Grizz killer. But, yeah, man, they're just in a situation now where they got to find a way to make shots. And, and it's crazy to think about that's a seven-point game. I mean, I think the Grizzlies go, they shoot, um, 12 or 43 from three. 
mean, if you hit if you go fifteen to forty, you win the game. I mean, that it, as bad as they played last night, if they made a few more shots, they would have been right there or had an opportunity to win. That's why I'm not super convinced that that Pelicans team is really good. I think that was more about the Grizzlies versus what they did. If the Grizzlies had played did anything offensively, they, they probably still won that game. As bad as the other sides as they were, as bad as they they rebound, they still could have won that game. So it's going to be tough, and it's not going to get any easier on Friday night with Jokic coming in here, man. But we've we've seen weirder things. Like you, you thinking you saw that last night, they lose to the Pelicans. You're saying, oh, no way they're going to beat the Nuggets, and then they'll come out and beat the Nuggets somehow on Friday night. I'm not predicting that it happened, but we've seen crazy things like that happen before. Um, I'm not going to predict that happening either because one thing is, who in the hell is going to stop Nikola Jokic? Man. I haven't visited a lot of fouls from Jared and the guys like Xavier Tillman coming up on Friday night. That's the thing that really worries me. And another thing, man, and I've been a proponent of this ever since he was drafted, man. I don't understand just Kenneth Lofton Jr. not seeing the floor at all last night. I don't understand it. I mean, you're undersized. Your front court's decimated. You're not rebounding. But you have LaRavier out there playing the four. He's not giving you anything. At least try it. Like, I don't I, – I just – I don't get it. And after the game, Taylor Jenkins said that basically his gut was to go small, which doesn't make any sense going against Jonas and, and Zion. Why your gut was to go small, I have no idea. So maybe we see Junior on on Friday night. I think with the foul situation, they might have that out of necessity, might have to see him. But I, I still don't. It's just – I'm dumbfounded the fact that he didn't play at all last night. I thought for sure last night would be a moment where they were playing. It just seems like at this point they're just not going to play him. I don't care what happens. Over in the Southwest Division, Grizzlies, of course, lost last night to the Pelicans. Um, but you also had the Spurs play the Dallas Mavericks. And I'm kind of curious. I mean, Luka Doncic goes out there and what has triple-double, destroys things, uh, filthy, nasty, does what Luka does. Um, but it was, it, for me... Watching all the highlights and watching a lot of the film, it was all about Wimby. What do you think he's going to be? Um, he did not have, I, at least in my opinion, the greatest. I mean, he turned the ball over way too much. But damn, man, when you look at that gangly, tall, crazy lunatic, a dude who's like long and athletic like Kareem but can handle the ball and shoot threes, what what do you think his potential is? Man, it, it's going to be a process with him. Uh, it's weird thing the nba.com put this out last night he had the exact same stat line that tim duncan had in his his uh debut are you the exact serious same stat line yeah the, everything like the field goal everything was exactly the same i think they both had two assists same amount of rebounds 15 points it, it's weird but they were kind of foreshadowed when that that means he's going to be a hall of famer but i i do think he's going to be off um the only question with him for me is can he stay healthy um i think that's the question the people were kind of going nuts about Jet, and I was never that high on Jet, but I, I think Wimby is different because I think he has more to his, his bag than, than Jet has. Um, I, I think he's more equipped to, even though he's skinny as well, he's still bigger than Jet. I think he's more equipped to do some things inside. I think he's stronger than Jet. Um, I, I think he is truly the unicorn. I think Wimby is what people expected or want Jet to be. Um, I just think his, I mean, he can do it all. Um, he can rebound, he can block shots, he can step out and shoot the three. Um, it's just, but I think people's expectations are are through the roof with him, and I think they need to be patient and, and give it time. He's not. He's going to have flashes where 
you're like, oh, my God. Like, we saw, it's, I know it's preseason, but we saw flashes from him in the preseason. You're like, man, this guy could be the great, greatest player ever. And I think you're going to see that. And I also think you're going to have some nights where he struggles. Like, last night, even in struggle, he still had 15 points. So, I, I just, uh, people to pump the brakes, man, don't expect him to be a Hall of Famer every night this first year. But I think as long as he stays healthy, man, that, that guy's going to be a problem in the Southwest Division and for the league for years to come. I mean, he's really been in that division with San Antonio. Uh, that's, 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 he's going to be hard to deal with. And think about the second win that he's given Pop. Pop might coach five or six more years now, man, that he's brought Wimby in there. Yeah, so, you ain't lying. He, yeah, Pop be, likes to win. Yeah, and, 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 I, and, I, and I, I'm not mad about it, man, because Pop stuck around uh, with, with some bad teams. He talked about how much he enjoyed coaching, just coaching and teaching the, the young kids they had over there. And so I'm not I'm not mad about it, man. At least he gets rewarded, man. He's definitely one of the, the greatest ever. But, yeah, man, Wimby, Wimby's going to be a problem. I, I don't have any question about that, Doc. I'm not concerned after him having a, quote, unquote, bad game in his debut. You know, the thing that's weird to me, um, thinking about, like, talking about Wimby and everything and, you know, thinking about his potential and the offseason and, you know, what he did over in France, et cetera, et cetera. Do you know the last rookie that made an All-Star game? Do you know who it, who, who it was? Last rookie to make an All Star game. Oh, God, man, you got me. Got, got got me on the spot here. I probably could could answer it outside. It's of here, so hard. Yeah, no, no. It's no. It's it's to me. This blew me away. The last rookie. The last rookie that made an All Star game was Blake Griffin back in 2010, 2011. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was Think there about was how crazy years. that is. So you don't yeah. see people like this is a grown man's leak. Like this is a like you are if you play in the NBA you are a grown ass man. And he's going to have to come along um, and, and figure it out again. Last rookie to make an all-star game, Blake Griffin, back in 2010, 2011. Uh, last person, though, that made an all-defensive team in their rookie year. You know who it was? Who Tim, was Tim Duncan back in 1997 and 1998. Yeah, people, so. people are already kind of putting those expectations on him. And I, I just don't think that's fair to the kid because that kind of stuff doesn't happen. I mean, I don't care who you are. That's just those things just don't happen, man. You don't win a defensive player of the year as a rookie. I mean, you go back to Tim Duncan, one of the greatest of all time, and he's the last person to do it. That kind of shows you how hard that is to do. And it really, really does. Um, what else, what, what else last night, by the way? Watching a little NBA, we got the season started off uh, on Tuesday. He had those couple games. But we had a little bit of action. We had a lot of action last night. Celtics took care of the Knicks on the road. Um, kind of an ugly basketball game, but Tatum was nasty. Uh, yeah. you, you know, like the, oh, man, that team's gonna be so good, man. They are, man, aren't they? That. And look, Christoph's look, poor Zingus, if man. He's healthy, man. If Ooh. he's healthy, man. That that lineup is gonna be a terror. I mean, you had to do holiday to that. I mean, that 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 team's gonna be hard to deal with. And Christoph looked healthy last night. Uh, sure I mean, did. He was happy to be playing back in New York, man. He hit that hit that late three, man. He let them know about it um, in, in the guard, man. But I, yeah, that team is that team looks scary, man. On on, on paper, definitely. Yeah, if they, if he the, the key is Christopher Zingas. If he can stay healthy, that team's going to be hard to deal with. Uh, there's no question about that. And on top of them already, even before they had him, they had been a tough team. And adding him, I think, opens up a different dynamic for them. By the way, what also, like speaking about the Celtics, you know, with Jalen Brown getting all that that huge bag, do you think he feels more pressure this year and he needs to go out there and be that guy? Is he, or is he still going to basically, um, you know, kind of give a little bit more love to Tatum? Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any pressure on him because I, I think it actually alleviated some pressure on him because now that he's got the 
that the bag with the talent that he has around him, he doesn't really have to be that. I mean, they paid him that, but he's, I mean, there are other guys in the pecking order. Tatum is obviously ahead of him in the pecking order. I, I think that kind of takes some pressure off of him. I mean, they have so much talent on that team. You talk about Drew Holiday, you talk about Kristaps, Prasigas now, he's a guy that can go off for 30 any night. I, I really don't think there's any pressure at all, man. He's kind of sitting pretty at this point. Yeah, he is sitting pretty, pretty. Um, by the way, we've been talking a lot of Grizzlies. This is Isaac Simpson. Of course, you know, he joins me every single Thursday. Isaac, uh, what's up? What's up with them Tigers, man? How, how are you feeling? Season's getting ready to start exhibitions right around the corner. Uh, what are your expectations for the Memphis Tigers this year? Um, I feel good. I mean, if you, if you listen to Penny yesterday, he feels he good. He feels as well, good. Man. He said, he said that, that this team, they're not going to have any problem making shots, which, We've seen his team, especially earlier this season, at times kind of struggle offensively, and he said this team is even better defensively than last last year's team. So he feels good about it. I mean, I, I love the mix of, of veterans, the young guys they have on the team. I, I still keep reiterating how big of an acquisition that Daquan Walton was for this team. I mean, it just came out of nowhere. Like, nobody even had that on the radar. It was like, oh, uh, Daquan Walton's on camp uh, one day uh, before they got ready to go to the Dominican Republic. And I was like, okay. Uh, but yeah, he's, and he has a lot of opportunity to be, he might be the best player on the team. That's how crazy that, that pickup was just to get him at 6'8", uh, just can score. I think David Jones is going to surprise a lot of people. I think he's going to be really good. Uh, looks like. He's kind of like thing. a, he's like a dude that's almost a full grown man, you know, playing that game. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the DeAndre thing doesn't go, doesn't go our way, which it doesn't seem like it will. Uh, it, it seems like David Jones is going to get the start in small ball four, along with Caleb Williams, uh, Javon Quinterly, uh, Saquon Walton, and, and Jordan Brown. That, that's likely going to be your starting lineup. Um, if you look at his numbers in the Big East, I think he averaged six to seven rebounds a game. So he can play bigger than, than you would expect. So I think he's going to probably be that small ball four. But uh, I feel good, man. I think you look at this conference, and they have FAU rate 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 to the top ten. I just I could end up being wrong, but I just don't believe that. I think that could have easily flipped. Memphis wins that game. I think Memphis probably goes on the same run they go on. And now Memphis is not even in the top 25. And they're thinking like FAU is this great top 10 team. I don't think they're going to replicate what they did last year. Um, I, I just I think that was more of a, I'm not going to say a fluke. I don't know what the word to say. But I just, I don't think it was real. They're, 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 they're a really good basketball team. But I don't think they're a top 10 team in the country. And I think that's going to bear itself out. I think Memphis wins this conference. Outside of FAU, there's really nobody in this conference for you to worry about. I guess Tulane's okay, UAB's okay, but this should be a, a, a year where Memphis really runs away with this conference. Tigers play North Texas this weekend. Um, Saturday down at, uh, what is it, Denton, Texas? Is that where they're Denton, at? Texas, Denton? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't even know how I pull this <laughs> stuff out of my keister. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got it, man. Um, but they're playing North Texas. This it, like this feels like a game where they can just get right, if you know what I mean. Because I don't think North Texas is any good. I feel like Seth Hennigan, I feel like this is an opportunity for the Tiger defense to come out there in the first half and actually tackle. Um, I feel like this is an opportunity for Ryan Silverfield to have some consistency with his drives in the first half. They, they have been starting slow all year long. Do you think this is kind of like one of those – Let's get everything right. Let's go and execute, and um, let's kind of move forward. They're, they've already played seven games. Is this the time for the Tigers to start taking off? Yeah, well, well, they're, they're in that position that we talked about uh, 
what, what you didn't want to be in. They they lost the two two major two games Lane today. And Dan Missouri. Yeah, those are the ones that you really need to win to kind of change the narrative. So now they're in a spot where they're not going to get any credit if they win. But if you lose the game, that's like Defcon one. If they lose any of these games. Uh, so look at the remaining games. schedule, though. Like for me, like North Texas and South Florida. I know SMU's in there. They scare me. Oh yeah, Charlotte's in there. And Temple finish off with Temple. And they finish Those off with Temple. Teams. Yeah, they don't scare me. No, and, and that's the and that's the thing. Um, and you talk about the slow start. You you thought last week was the time for them to kind of stop that, and they didn't. They still struggled mightily defensively in the first half. And in the second half, they came out. And look like how they gave up 14 points game. in the first quarter, and they weren't tackling yeah. anybody. And I don't understand why is it that they come out and start every single game. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. UAB is a very similar team to to North Texas. They can't stop anything, but they can they can put points on the board, and that's that's the thing, man. If if, if the Tigers, they got to do better defensively, man. I, I don't know what happened in that first half. I don't know what they said in the second half. Whatever they said at halftime, they need to say that before the game. <laughs> because they look like a completely different team defensively in the second half. They didn't uh, give up a single point up. last week, did they, in the second half? They shut them out, didn't I, they? I don't think so. Yeah, that, 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 so you need a, a complete game. You need to just come out and dominate because that's what you should do against these type of teams. They're they're better than their These teams don't have the talent they have, man. So it's disappointing to see them have another first half struggling the way they did. You hopefully this is finally the Saturday, like you said, where they come out and put together a, a complete game. Four quarters uh, is what I want. Do it. I want to see a four-quarter football game where they they go out there and they dominate, and I think they can get things going again. Five and two on the season, two and one in the conference. They got some games left over, and, um, I mean, as long as Silverfield doesn't lose another game, I think everything's good. Yeah, I mean, you win these three games. uh, You go go into the the, uh, SMU game. SMU game uh, with with only two losses. You're you're in good shape. I mean, you – because you have an opportunity. That's the game that probably determines – whether you're going to be in the AAC championship game or not, that's kind of the goal that's out there now. I mean, I, the New Year's Six is probably off the table, barring some crazy stuff happening. Mm, yes, uh, with other people know, yeah, it's done, bro. But, yeah, but that, that, the AAC championship game should be their goal right now, man. That's just that's just where you are. Uh, you had the opportunity to get Tulane, man. Couldn't, couldn't get it done. So the uh, only thing you can do is continue to put your, your best foot, foot forward. But this conference, it just these wins that you get is just not going to – get anybody excited man but you just better not lose one <laughs> that's the, that's the spot they're in now well you're dallas cowboys you're a big nfl fan you're a big cowboys fan they play the rams the rams are a lot better than i expected them to be this year their defense is better than i expected uh puka nakua is awesome they man, were terrible he, in the second half last nuts. week dude is he not he's ridiculous isn't he <laughs> he is man i mean that, that have a rookie that's doing what he's doing i mean what did he have a hundred 140 yards or something last week. I mean, just my man's averaging 107 yards a game yeah. this year. I mean, yeah, it's insanity. It is. It is absolutely insane. Uh, 58 receptions. Dude's just been balling. Cowboys secondary a little bit banged up. How do you think the Rams and Cowboys turn out? Dallas currently a six point favorite. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think, I think they win this game. Uh, they're good. I think Dallas wins this game. They're coming out to buy. Uh, they got Philly next week, so hopefully they don't come in and, and kind of overlook the Rams. So the Rams are, are better than they were supposed to be. Like, nobody expected this. Matthew Stafford's kind of having a little resurgence down there. And we talk about Puka Nakua. You also got Cooper Cup, uh, doing what he's doing. Uh, they've kind of had a revolving door to running back by our man Daryl Henderson back out there. He was uh, back out there last week. The runs, yeah. Uh, so that, that's something to watch as well. But I think the Cowboys 
I, I think they're at home. I think they – I'm not going to say they roll because it just seems like they always have some intrigue in games. But I think I think they cover. Um, I, I think the Cowboys probably win the game by 10 and set up a big game against Philly. Uh, but I, I, we know what this team does in big games, man. They always seem to come up small. But I think they find a way uh, to, to, to beat the Rams. I don't think it's – it's not going to be super easy, but they win the game, I think. Busiest time of the year for you. You got NBA action. You got Tigers going on. Tiger football. Tiger basketball is right around the corner. NBA action. What do you got coming down the pipe, and where can people find you? Yeah, man, definitely over at Ethos Grizzlies, man. We're we're going full force over there, man. We're putting out all kind of content. Uh, I had an interview prior to last night's game with the, the voice of the Pelicans, Todd Graffinini. I uh, hope you all check that out. Uh, great insight on, on on the Pelicans and where they are. Uh, we'll definitely be back tomorrow night with post game. Hopefully, somehow, some way, we'll be discussing the Grizzlies' first win of the season. Uh, but outside of that, man, TigerSportsReport.com and my personal X page at Isaac Double Underscore NBA. Isaac, man, thank you so much for your time. Be blessed, and we'll do it again next Thursday. We'll do, man. Talk to you next week. That is my buddy Isaac Simpson. He don't play no games, man. But do you like playing games? I love playing. And you know, one of the things I love to do is play golf because this is a game and it's on a golf course and it's really long and it's beautiful. And right now you can go to Meadowbrook Country Club at 1250 West Broad. It's just across the bridge, 10 minutes from downtown, man. Like if you live in Harbor Town or if you live in downtown Memphis, you should probably become a member to Meadowbrook Country Club. It's only $350 a month. It gives you an opportunity for golf, swimming, tennis, pickleball the restaurant bar straight up my girl over there makes the best tito's bloody mary i've had in a while brah like straight up delicious food is out of control and now it's been private since 1959 and i'm talking about all the people downtown if you're downtown and you want to play a little golf become a member but you can become a member for a day you just want to sneak across the bridge and go over there and play a beautiful with all the championship bermuda greens four tee boxes par 71 Head on over there because it's private, but now it's semi-private. You can become a member for a day for just $59. That includes your cart. That includes all your golf and a whole lot of partying. Meadowbrook Country Club, again, 1250 West Broad, 10 minutes from downtown. Call my buddy Mark. He's the pro over there, 870-394-4186. Set up your tea time and go to thembcc.com. Check out their website, Meadowbrook Country Club. It's semi-private now. Become a member for a day or just go over there. And if you live downtown, like I said, become a member for only $350 a month. On the other side, we got to talk with Evie Van Pelt. It's time to talk Ole Miss Sports. Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. Head exposed with the